The following sermon was preached at Tower View Baptist Church. We are a gospel-centered, relationship-driven church that exists to know, grow in, share, and serve Jesus Christ. We do all this for the glory of God. For more about us, please check out our website at www.towerviewkc.com. Well, good evening. My name is Darren Smith, and I want to welcome you to our Christmas Eve uh, devotional or sermonette tonight. We are doing this virtually uh, recorded as well as doing in person. But for those of you watching with us, thank you so much. Merry Christmas to you. Again, my name is Darren Smith, and on behalf of the staff of Pastor Nelson, Pastor Craig, and Judy in the office, and our deacons, and our church family, the whole nine yards here at Tower View Baptist Church, uh, Merry Christmas to you. Thank you for joining us. Just want to take about 10 to 12 minutes of your time tonight to talk about the reason that we celebrate Christmas, but more than that, the reason that we celebrate everything in the Christian life, and His name is Jesus Christ. If you're visiting us for the first time, thank you so much. Maybe someone shared this with you. Uh, Maybe you just tuned in. Maybe you found this months later. Whenever it is, you can find more info about us at towerviewkc.com. And if you're especially watching this and you do not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, if you've never truly turned from your sin and believed in your heart, that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead, then then talk to us, message us, uh, call us at 816, text us at 816-368-1330. You can message us on Facebook. We'd be happy to to talk with you about that. That's the reason we're here. But thank you so much for for doing that. I'm going to read a couple verses before we get started. And as we do, after that, I'll pray and just spend a few minutes talking about why especially we celebrate the birth of Christ. It's nothing official given in the Bible. It's not something commanded by Paul or anyone else, but we come together to remember this time because of, of who came down to us, and that is the God-man, Jesus Christ. Matthew one twenty one says this. It says that, that you shall call his name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And then from 1 Timothy one fifteen, Paul wrote this to young Timothy. He said, He said, this saying is trustworthy and deserves full acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the the, the worst or the foremost. But I receive mercy for this reason, that in me, as the foremost or the worst, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example to those who were to believe in him for eternal life. Again, thank you for joining us. Let's pray together, and we'll get into just a brief exclamation of these texts as we do. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for our time. Thank you for just allowing us to do this. Lord, we know it's a COVID season. We know uh, even a year ago, the things that we're doing now, such as this, were not even on the radar. But Father, we pray that you would use this short uh, time together to study your word, to, to grow people in Christ, to challenge people to know Jesus Christ. And Father, more so that, that as a church, we would just thank you once again for sending your son. We don't deserve it. We didn't uh, earn it in any way. But Father, by your grace, uh, you sent forth uh, grace itself, Lord, that is in your son, perfectly holy as he was, and came to live the life we couldn't live and, and to die the death we should have died. Father, thank you so much. Give us wisdom now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this time of year is a great reminder that it's not about Jesus and the shepherds, but it's so much of it is about Jesus and sinners. Dr. Stephen Lawson put it this way. He said, quote, Jesus did not come to create a holiday. He was born to die for sinners. And that is the point. Jesus didn't just come. He was given. 
Isaiah 9, 6 reminds us that for unto us a son is given, referring to Christ. Christ was a gift, and that's the central event of what we are celebrating this time of year, and really all year. The Christmas story is so completely amazing and utterly miraculous in every way. It could have only come out of the mind and only happened because God is sovereign. He's in control of all things. And, and the Christmas story is this, is that Jesus came not just to offer you past forgiveness of, or future hope, but he came to give you everything you need right now to be what you were created to be and to do what you've been called to do. And the Christmas story is this, is that Jesus is in that manger. And because God has decided to withhold his judgment and pour out his mercy, and those deserving his wrath will be blessed with his grace forever. For he who has the Son has life, and he who does not have the Son does not have life. I mean, Jesus said it this way in John 18, 37. He said of himself, for this purpose, I've come into the world to bear witness to the truth. You see, Christmas is all about a destination story. Jesus left what was his right to grant to us the eternal place that is not our right, but is, is his gift. And you could sum it up this way in three words, the Christmas story. It's about tragedy. It's about sin, the wrong things we have done against God. It's about necessity. There needed to be someone to come along to take on our sin, and that is the Messiah, Jesus' birth. And then it's about generosity. It's about God's love, that he so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have eternal and everlasting life. This is the Christmas story, that the one who deserved to be loved, deserved to be worshipped, deserved to be honored and praised, was willing to be reviled and rejected, so that we, deserving rejection, would be forever loved and accepted by the Father who is in heaven. This is the Christmas story that the righteous son is born to live a righteous life in our place so that we can stand before the Father as righteous in him, Jesus Christ. The Christmas story is that the creator becomes part of his creation because his creation lies in desperate and inescapable need of redemption. This is the ultimate love story about the ultimate gift, this Christmas story. Look, you can't reduce that baby in the manger to a nice man or a good teacher. Either he is the Son of God and the Savior, or the whole realm of Christianity is simply a lie. He's either a liar, a lord, or a lunatic. You have to choose which one. The Christmas story is this, is that God was unwilling to leave us in our world in a sin-broken condition, so he sent his Son to fix which, that which was broken, and that, of course, would be us. The Christmas story is that the hope of the world lies in a manger, and the hope of the world then hangs on a cross some 30 years later, and the hope of the world, who is Jesus, rises again, literally, bodily, and, and completely truth, busting out of the grave. The Christmas story is that in that baby in a manger, he came to live the life we couldn't live, and he came to die the death we shouldn't die so that we could be forgiven and restored to God forever. The Christmas story is that he who knew no sin became sin for us, 2 Corinthians 5 says, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. The Christmas story is that the world was dark, light invaded, righteousness was lived, the penalty was paid, sin was defeated, death was conquered, and life and light were given all because of Jesus. The Christmas story is that the unthinkable happens. The God, the king of the universe, takes on human flesh to rescue humanity from the death 
and the power and the destruction of sin because literally there was no other way. The Christmas story is this, is that the birth of Jesus shows us that God has proof that he keeps his promises, even if that means sacrificing his own son to do it. But the Christmas story doesn't end there. It culminates with a tree, not the one you decorated probably around your family, the Christmas tree, but the tree of victory and forgiveness, and we call it the Calvary's cross that Jesus died upon. The Christmas story is that the long-ago redemption plan of God has now been made clear. His son would be the rescuing gift, the savior lamb, the fulfiller of the prophet's promises, because the savior had come, because our big dilemma in life wasn't COVID, wasn't economics, wasn't political or society or family or whatever problems you got. It was a sin problem. And sin is an inside problem that can only be solved through an outside intervention. Thereby, here comes Jesus. The Christmas story is that the king of kings who is not royally born, but in a manger came not to be served, but to serve and give his life a ransom for many. The king of kings was willing to sacrifice and to serve, and there is a reign that will never end in the future for all those who trust in him. The Christmas story is that a newborn baby comes to keep people who have broken his law and to bear the penalty that should fall on them. The Christmas story is that a baby was born in Bethlehem so that you and I would have every spiritual thing we would ever, ever need. The Christmas story is that the second Adam, Jesus, lies in a manger. He came to succeed where the first Adam, a literal man named Adam, Genesis 1 through 3, failed and to die for sins he did not commit. The Christmas story is that the one who made a perfect world now exposes himself to a world stained with imperfection so that we would ultimately be made perfect in him. He who began a good work in us, Philippians 1 said, will complete it at the day of redemption. The Christmas story is that the only way to rescue mankind from death and the grip of sin was for God himself to come down. An angel couldn't do it. Muhammad couldn't do it. Pastor Nelson couldn't do it. Pastor Craig couldn't do it. It had to require Jesus himself. So as you celebrate this time of year, I want to, to remind you to allow yourself to be confronted by this truth, that this Christmas story's message, the Bible's message is this. It's historical. It actually happened. Jesus is born of a virgin, born under the law at just the right time. This isn't a wise tale. This isn't a fairy tale. This isn't some great fiction or, or Hollywood story. This actually happened, and that means you and I must make a choice it is the only explanation for why Jesus had to come. So you run to the biblical account as a message of hope, and you remind yourself, as Romans 8 says, if God gave us his son, will he not also with him give us everything that we need? And you can bask today in the story's comfort because it reminds us that God would go to this lavish extent to secure your forgiveness and my forgiveness and deliverance forever, all by his grace, by his love. If you're a Christian, you know this message well. I don't bring you anything you don't already know, but I want to ask you, have you lost the wonder of that message? Not the, whatever that Christmas spirit is, but have you lost the wonder of what God has done for you in the person and work of Jesus Christ? Maybe today's the night that you need to repent and turn back and say, Lord, forgive me. This has just become a routine thing in my life. But if you're watching and you've never come to Jesus Christ, the Bible is clear. You have sinned. You have fallen short of the glory of God. 
but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. And God demonstrates his love for us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Muhammad didn't do that. Buddha didn't do that. Confucius didn't do that. Zoroaster didn't do that. Baha'u'llah didn't do that. Joseph Smith didn't do that. Mary Dear Baker didn't do that. No president has done that. Only Jesus Christ, the God-man, has done that. Turn to him and live. Guys, let us pray. As we close, just know this. That baby in a manger was not just any baby, but he was God come down to us, tabernacling among us to point the way to the cross that we would live forever. Let's pray as we close out today. Father, thank you so much for our time. Thank you, Lord, that we have this message of hope. Father, it's hope in days of COVID. It's hope in routine days, normal days, and unexpected days that you are the one true God and nothing will ever change that. Father, for those watching or listening who do not know this truth, would your spirit guide them, convict them, and draw them to that truth? For those with Christ, Lord, may the wonder of what you have done never cease to amaze us, Lord, for that's what we're going to be doing in heaven for the rest of eternity is just basking in the fact that you, the thrice holy God, came and down to us, lived among us, lived the perfect life, took the pain, bore the wrath, and Father, sending your Son to do those things, you sent forth uh, the truth that he rose from the dead, he ascended and is coming again. Father, we look forward to that day. We love you, Lord. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, thank you so much for joining us again. My name is Darren Smith. Merry Christmas. We, we hope this has been encouraging to you, but in all things, may God be glorified. Thank you so much. God bless. Have a wonderful day. If we can help you in any way, please don't hesitate. Bye-bye.